Hey everyone, yeah. this is Chloe, your Wednesday host, and welcome back to The Hoist. Joining us next on the line is a very exciting band. They are regarded as one of the all-time classic Australian bands, and whilst their presence has reached status, it continues to connect with the generations of Australian music fans to this day. I am joined by the incredible Mark Halligan, frontman of Ganger Gang. Hey, how are you? I'm very good. <laughs> Very yeah. good indeed. So, yeah, I just wanted to kick off by asking about the band's name and your play on typography because I guess you're playing with, like, the upper and lowercase lettering and that was sort yeah. of way before, you know, it was a trendy kind of thing. So on an aesthetic note, would you say you were, like, ahead of the time or...? Oh, look, it's it's well, it, was the, it was the 80s and it's a it's not a great name, got to be honest. People get it so <laughs> confused, you know, we get that. We get Ganja Gang a lot, which is pretty wild. We get Ganga Jang, which is without the, yeah. the, the double G. So, look, the 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 genesis of the idea for the name was actually um, sort of in the eighties. There was a lot of um, uh, production. Uh, the way that music was produced tended to uh, over uh, the, the the songs often got lost, and often there wasn't a song there. It was just a production, a groove with you know some parts. And we always believed that a good song should be able to be played on an acoustic guitar, kind of around the campfire, if you will. Uh, and that's the genesis of a great song. And uh, the uh, the sound of a guitar being played is the gajang sound. And uh, and we're the gang that makes the gajang. And the reason we went for the gang idea was that we had all previously been in bands, each of us. And yeah. um, we had done that whole get in the Tarago and drive endlessly around Australia and go crazy. So our philosophy was to to be a group of people that came together to make records, uh, a gang of people that still went and did their own things, which is why we haven't produced a lot of Gangajang albums over the years because we've all done lots of different things. Yeah, fantastic. Did you find that um, people in articles would like not use the capital letters? Oh, often, yeah. And like I say, miss the, um, <clears throat> because it's you know, G-A-N-G, G-A-J-A-N-G. So there's two G's in the middle. And in fact, <clears throat> some of your older listeners may remember there used to be an ad in the 80s with a, I think it was for a thing called the Yellow Pages, I think it was, which was, you know, what you used to use before <laughs> you had to find phone numbers. And uh, I had this guy talking about, I'm looking for a gogomobile. And uh and so we actually hired him and did an ad campaign where he, you know, he would say, I'm looking for Ganga Jang, you know, G-A-N-G, G-A-G, that's right, two G's in the middle. So, you know, we try to get the word out to, about how to spell the, the band's name. But, you know, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. You can spell it how you want. <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> <works> for you. <laughs> and going to the sound of your band, you were saying mm -hmm. that you're a combination of band members and you're from the Riptides and the Angels. Um, yeah. Do you find that the band attracted a diverse crowd um, to its gigs or was it mostly a similar crowd? Yeah, it was. It was a diverse crowd. And we had to um, kind of start again because the, the Ganga Jang sound was much more informed by, well, the Angels and the Riptides were both, you know, more rock. The Riptides more sort of a punk pop sort of uh, new wave sort of vibe. And the Angels much more rock, where Ganga Jang had a lot more funk and soul as part of its DNA. You know, um, bands like Little Feet, um, uh, you know, a lot of uh, Detroit music, um, soul music, you know, um, Stax sort of stuff was part of our DNA. We were really heavily into sort of grooves and, and we were lucky in that regard because we had um, 
both Buzz uh, Bidstrup, who as on, on drums and on bass, Chris Bailey, both from the Angels, but both amazing, incredible uh, groove merchants. So we always had that going for us, you know. And um, so yeah, it's a, so our, our initial crowds. We had to kind of you know find a new crowd in in many ways that we weren't the right flavor for the angels fans and we weren't particularly the right flavor for riptides fans either so we had to sort of find our own thing mm, that's kind of nice though i think but yeah what's your journey been like since you formed as a band oh look it's been it's been very interesting and and um it's been a long one i mean I, and i think uh there's a lesson there for people making music together i think that's 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 um instructive you know uh, when we, because we had had this experience of being in bands that had some level of success, and uh, when we did, you know, and that, that idea of you know touring, stuck in a minivan together, sharing hotel rooms, you know, it just blows bands apart. People go crazy. Yeah. So right from the beginning of Gangajang, we were we were looking for longevity, you know, that we wouldn't go mad and hate each other. So right from the very beginning, we never shared rooms, even when we couldn't afford it. We would just so you'd get to the end of the day and you could just close the band, the door on the band and the world and have a bit of time to yourself. And, uh, you know, it cost us a lot of money when we, we were starting out when we had no money. But it's, you know, 40, whatever it is, coming up for 38 years later, we're, we're still playing music together. And it's the same guys. It's the same, you know, five or six people. And the only person that's not with us anymore is Chris, who, who passed away in 2013. So there's a good lesson there for longevity. And along the way, we've delved into so many different areas of music. You know, um, you know, it's a long, I won't bore you with all the details, but, you know, the stuff that Buzz has done, the solo stuff I've done, what Robbie's been doing. You know, Robbie's heavily into classical music. He, he writes a lot of classical music. He's got an album out at the moment called The Mari Sisters on ABC Music. And um, so, yeah, it's been a very wide journey and it's it's been great. It's been a, a, you know, we're a good bunch of friends and um, we're very lucky in that um, we haven't played a lot over the last um, 10 or 15 years in the sense of uh, we've played constantly, but not a lot. And it tended to work out to be, oh, you know, 20 shows a year, uh, you know, maybe 25. Sometimes we do a bit more, sometimes a bit less, but you know, you do a couple of shows on a run, which what it kind of means is that around an average of once a month, you go away and have a weekend with your mates. You play a couple of shows and you you drink and you tell stories and you have a great time and hang out with each other. And then you go back to, you know, your own pursuits. So it's been a, a real tonic. It's been fantastic. Yeah, fantastic. And you've recently released a single titled Speak to Me. And it's about the importance of endorsing an Indigenous voice to Parliament. Did you want to share a little bit about this track and how the story came about to it? Yeah, look, it's a it's a topic that's very dear to our hearts, actually. Um, you know, th- through our journey, we've we've um, uh, worked with a lot of Indigenous folk over the years and had connections to to those communities. Um, Robbie, our guitar player, he played guitar with Yothi Indy for five years. We were actually doing a tour of Brazil with Yothi Indy in, I think it was maybe 2000, somewhere around there. And um, we were on the same flight together and the Yothi Indy guitarist didn't make the flight. <laughs> so <laughs> Robbie had to learn the entire Yothi Indy you know, repertoire on the flight over to, to uh, Rio. <laughs> 
and uh, perform with the band. And then he went on to play with them for the next five years, you know. And, wow. and um, <clears throat> you know, I've produced albums by Indigenous artists. Buzz, when I was working, because I've, as well as being in the band, I've worked on in the music business for like 25 years, mostly running music publishing companies. And uh, for a while I was the head of A&R at Festival Records, which was a large independent record company. Yeah. Um, and I signed a, a, a performer called Jimmy Little, who's, you know, yeah. one of Australia's, he's legendary and the most incredible <laughs> man, incredible, incredible man. And, um, and Buzz, you know, has managed bands uh, through his time as well. And so connecting those two people, we had a great success with a, a Jimmy Little album called Messenger. And then Buzz ended up being his manager and the two of them started the Jimmy Little Foundation and then went on to to start Jimmy Little Thumbs Up, which is a, a charity that uh, that's, uh, promotes and supports uh, uh, healthy eating in Indigenous communities through their uh, Thumbs Up app. Um, and so, you know, Buzz is out in community all the time talking to people. And it's something that I think is, I don't understand why there's so much anger and negativity about this issue, which seems to me to be common human decency to give the people you're talking to and the people who you're making laws about the ability to have a voice to just say what they think. It's kind of, I don't, I don't understand why there's so much negativity and fear mongering around it. So yeah, we, we, um, we had a song that we did that Robbie and I wrote in 1994 called hundreds of languages. There was an album, an album called lingo, which was kind of about this idea of, of communication within First Nations people before the voice is really a thing. And then with this debate, you know, as it is now, we were talking one day and we thought, well, let's just, we want to do something. We want to say what we feel. And so we we re-recorded that track, started again, and our beautiful mate William Barton, who's just an insanely good musician, played some didge on the track for us. And Buzz has a really great connection with um, Jack Thompson, you know, one of Australia's most famous actors and beautiful, beautiful man. And he did the lovely spoken word bit in the middle for us. So, yeah, we had a bit of fun with it. We've put it out there and um, it's been an interesting, an interesting ride since we put it out there. You know, it really has been. It's a really incredible track. Um, Yeah. And I guess you've enjoyed a lot of chart success. And you've maintained quite a high level of respect and credibility. Um, what like aspects of the band do you think have you know helped you keep you know very intact with this? Look, I think I think the um, there's a few things I think that's in the formula, if you will. One of them is not over, not working too hard together. The ability for everyone to pursue their own passions, you know, and have time and space so that it's a it's kind of a joy to be together when we are working. Um, I think the the other things that um, kind of have provided us with longevity is that, you know, we haven't, you know, we haven't toured endlessly, you know, we haven't overexposed ourselves um, and it just hasn't been the only thing that we do in our lives. Um, so I think that that brings a fresh perspective every, every time the band comes together. And, and I think that, you know, we've tried to develop a sound that's our own and that's unique and uh and that i think has helped us as well so yeah. um yeah look it's it's been you know it's nice to to feel that there's still some relevance after all this time you know i mean and you know, some of the songs still sound great some of them sound a bit cheesy some of them sound a bit 80s you know but that's okay too yeah fantastic and 
Yeah, going back to what you were just saying, I guess you play, you know, all the hits and some of the rarities at gigs these days. And do you guess want to like, do you usually like change up the songs a bit or do you keep them as close to the recordings, the original recordings? Look, they have evolved a bit, you know, um, but the arrangements are pretty much the same. We do, we've changed a few things that evolve over time. Um, But, uh, you know, we... We, you know, we add new set of songs to the list, but people do want to hear, you know, the songs that they know, so we we do that. One thing we've done lately, actually, it's been a lot of fun, is we, um, we just, Robbie had this thing that he would do when he'd do his solo gigs where he'd do this fabulous um, uh, Australian medley of oh, all these wonderful I love songs. And, uh, and then about, well, it must be, a year and a half ago, a radio station in Sydney asked us if we would do something for their, you know, for them. And and, uh, and I thought, why don't we do that thing that Robbie did? Because he brought it to the band and then we started just singing it a cappella at the end of the gig, wow. you know, it just made the storm. So so we just recorded that and it's we've, we've got it now. People can find it on, you know, all the usual places. And it's just called Australian Medley by Ganga Jang. And it, it starts off with um, you know, Wide Open Road and then into, um, 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 I've got to think about it. I have to think of it as I... <laughs> <laughs> um, wow. almost, almost With You and then um, Streets of Your Town. And, you know, yeah. there's sort of Paul Kelly songs and, you know, Yothi Indy's in there and oh. the Saints are in there. So it's great. It's just a nice two and a half minute piece of, you know, a little journey through Australian um classic hit choruses in a, in a I way. love that that's amazing yeah. and going back to your debut album in 1985 which features singles such as give me some loving house of cards and giver of life do we have a yeah. favorite song off the album to play oh look I I think probably it would have to be sounds of them because it's what everyone knows but that 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 track is genuinely amazing like I, I don't <laughs> that sounds weird <laughs> But, you know, having done a lot of recordings, the, the, things take on a life of their own. It's really strange how coincidences happen and things happen. So it's either that track or Giver of Life. Giver of Life is, I love that track. It's a great groove and there's, you know, stories I could tell you about that. But coming back to um, Sounds of Then, for example, it's so interesting how, you um, when when the band started out, we didn't have a, a, a full-time guitar player and we hadn't found the right person yet. We toured with a couple of people. And then our tour manager at the time said, oh, I know a guy that would be perfect for you. And we went, oh, yeah. And at the time, <clears throat> it was, you know, back in the 80s, everything was analogue. So we gave uh, our tour manager a cassette tape to give to Robbie, as it turned out to be. And Robbie, you know, came into the studio when we were actually recording the album and he turned up. Uh, in the studio with his guitar and his pedals and we said okay what have you listened to and what do you like and he said well like that you know that australia song you know he said i'll put that up so we you know we load the tape up and he plugs everything and they test the sound and then they said well we'll just give it a go and, and put the machine into record and the very first thing i ever heard robbie play was the riff for sounds of then da, 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 da. <laughs> And all that lovely little figurative stuff in the verses where he's doing the arpeggiated stuff and it was like, you know, pick your jaw up off the ground. And that's just one of the many things along the way that made a song that was kind of a bit of a flat spot in our live set. Suddenly this song was just like 
had its, it was its own thing and off it went you know and it was never a hit people think it was a hit it was maybe top 40 but it, it just over time it's just become more and more popular which is a lovely thing you know yeah well so, yeah. it's definitely one of my favorite tracks <laughs> and, and the production i think the, the production on that song sounds quite timeless yeah. Where some of the other ones on that first album, they do sound, you know, they're they're very tied to the eighties. The sounds are very eighties sounds, but sounds of then is 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 it's really cool. Yeah, fantastic. And what does a Ganger Gang show entail? And can we expect any more gigs coming up soon? <laughs> well, look, we have we haven't been we haven't played down south your way for a long time. <laughs> um, gosh, it's got to have been like twenty, certainly pre-COVID, so twenty. 19 maybe a bit before that even um but uh yeah we've got so we've got some shows coming up we're playing up at uh the savannah in the round festival up in Cairns in, or in marie near Cairns in october and a couple of things next march but you know we don't overdo it you know yeah, it's like people you know we just we go out when we're ready and uh we're yeah. talking about maybe doing a few more things in the next year and so so yeah, hope I'd love to get down to 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 you know to Melbourne and surrounds sometime soon. Fantastic, amazing. And the last question I have for you is who are some of your favorite contemporary sort of local artists you're loving right now? Since we are a local show, you know? <laughs> oh, gosh, it's hard to know where to start, to be honest, because I check out so much stuff. I mean, <clears throat> <laughs> I had a bit of a random listening afternoon yesterday and I was checking out Dog Trumpet, their new record from last year. Um, I do love the DMAs. I think they're yeah. fantastic. I like uh, um, I like uh, 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 well, there's so many. I'm just trying to think now. Um, uh, I, I like I, I like uh, Gordy. Um, yeah. I like a lot of the um, uh, young female artists around the place, um, King Stingray, of course. Um, um, yeah, look, I'm more, I'm more terrible when you put me on the spot with bands. I need to quickly look at my <laughs> quickly look at my Spotify playlist to see what I've been listening to lately. It's interesting because most of the time I tend to want to just make my own music. Yeah, you know, it's it's a really weird thing. Where I, I do. I'm not a huge music listener. Um, I always sort of check things out and see what's going on, but I don't have music playing in the background an awful lot. Yeah. I tend to just get into the studio and start noodling around myself. Yeah, that's but, nice. um, as soon as I as soon as I hang up, I'll think of all the bands that I wanted to name check. And um, you know, so I, I apologize to them, but they'll never know because I forgot their names. Well, thank you so much, Mark, for joining me to chat about Ganga Jang and what's been happening. Um, we wish you Lovely. the best and for everything that's to come. Thanks very much, Chloe. Lovely to talk to you. Have a great day. Thank you.